Are you ready to live your best life, be stronger, and fall in love with yourself? It's possible, and it's inside you, but you need to unlock the power within. Welcome to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. Jody used to be afraid to take risks. It took some stepping out of her comfort zone to get her there. Along with her guests and their stories, Jody will help you to live your best life ever. Now, here's your host, Jody Harrison Bauer. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Fearlessly Authentic. I'm your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, and it is such a joy to always have you join me every single week. And I hope you're having a wonderful week. And I want to thank everybody from around the world who has been listening to the show and sharing it with your friends. So please continue to share, review, rate on Apple Podcasts and just keep sharing this with your friends. And hopefully we will be educating, empowering and inspiring the world to live a fearlessly authentic life because that is the goal here with myself and my guests. And I have an amazing guest to introduce to you in just a minute. But before that, I want to share with you something that I've been using for mm, about nine months now. Wow, I'm going to be 61 in December. So I decided to start this after my 60th birthday at the end of December. So it is a plant-based company called Sakara, and they create meals that can be delivered to your home If you don't want to cook or you don't know how to prepare plant-based meals, which I did not because my, my food was always high in animal protein. So I feel amazing. The food is delicious and nutritious. The name of the company is Sakara. That's S-A-K-A-R-A. Dot com And you can use my code XOJody and save 20% on your first purchase. They also have other products. They just came out with like this nut mix, which is delicious, and metabolism powder that I put in my shakes and my coffee. But check it out, sakara.com. Use my code XOJody to save 20% off. And let me know how much you love it. So, On with the show, my guest today is Perry Jones-Grossman. Thank you so much for joining me today, Perry. Absolutely. You and I had such a fun conversation a couple of months ago, and I thought, I want to be friends with that girl. She's got it going, and I love your attitude and just everything about you. Well, thank you. I I felt the exact same way about you. I felt like I was talking to an old friend, an old, not in our age, but an old friend that I had known for a long time because we are just spring chickens here. And um, it's all about the attitude, right? Right. (laughs) And both of us have experienced so much in life um, and we were able to share so much. And then I got to meet you when I submitted that article and you know, you never think that there's a real person behind all of that stuff. And then here you are just so great. And uh, your story, I'm so excited to share, you know, your past, your present, what you expect for the future. And I want to give everybody just a little bit of information about Perry. So you know who I'm talking to today. So Perry is a certified life coach, TEDx speaker, influencer, best-selling author, and co-founder and co-host of the podcast, Own Your Throne. She has shared the stage with Deepak Chopra, Elizabeth Gilbert, Marianne Williamson, Chris Carr, His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, and Dr. Jill Bolt-Taylor. Am I saying her name right? Yes. In 2021, she became the number one life empowerment coach by Yahoo Finance. Perry primarily coaches women on self-esteem, helping them to reignite the second chapter of their lives. A frequent contributor to Thrive Global, Huffington Post, and Authority Magazine, she's a former TV host for E! Entertainment Television, Fox TV, NBC, CBS, and ABC. 
as co-chair for the Special Olympics International World Winter Games in Idaho. She spoke at the UN on Special Olympics. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And we are going to get into so much. Wow. What a life you've had, right? Oh, my goodness. I mean, I know. I think I'm actually on my 15th chapter. (laughs) Well, when I think about that, I think that, you know, I'm on my third, fourth, fifth chapter because we want to get so much done. So tell me, let's let's go back to when you were a Hollywood housewife, when you were on TV and how that career started and where, you know, you were in Bel Air. And let's let's go there. Let's go to that TV when you were on E. Sure. Well, it was, you know, 20 some odd years ago, but um, it was quite fun. I mean, I I went to Hollywood because I thought I was going to get into acting Well, I found out that I just totally sucked at it. I was not good at it whatsoever. So the next best thing that I had was the ability to gab. So I booked, we were actually movie time first, and this is in 1988. Oh my God. And then we became E in 1990. So I worked there for, oh my gosh, almost 10 years and traveled all over the world interviewing, you know, actors, actresses, being on the movie sets with the producers, directors. And then um, I also had another company, it's called High Heels and Loafers, where my partner and I were making some really cool infomercials and commercials and products in the beauty industry. So, and then I met and married this amazing man. His name was Steve Ruther, and he was a producer of films like Pretty Woman, Dirty Dancing, and, you know, all of that. Just a few, just a few little hits out there, right? Yeah, just a few little hits. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we fell in love madly, quickly. Um, he, one point that's really important in the story is that he had a beautiful little four-year-old girl named Danielle, and... I had made a decision. I did not want children. So I was, you know, career girl, traveled. And here I meet this man that I'm really in love with. And he's got this darling little girl. And he's like, I want you to come over and meet her. And I was, what? Oh, no. What do I do? What do I do? How how old were you then? Oh, gosh. I was 30. Like in your 30s? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I went over to his house and met her. and, And he said, don't worry, honey. She'll take your hand and show you what to do. And that's exactly what happened. She took my hand, took me, showed me her room, and um, I laid down next to her, started reading her stories. Well, what happened is I was reading all night, all night. I ended up sleeping with her and just cuddling with her. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this feels incredible. So that was the beginning of me changing my chapter at the time Mm -hmm. and thinking I really wanted to be a mom. Mm-hmm. So um, she sparked that, you know, and to this day, um, I talked to her and we, you know, still stay connected. She's in her 20s now. But um, she was really the reason, the seed that was planted to say to me, hey, you know what? You could be a mother because I was scared to death I would be the worst mother on the planet. And um, the reason is my mom, I was raised by a schizophrenic mother. You know, she did the best she could, but mental illness is very difficult to live with. So I didn't really see or have a good example of what a mother looked like. Um, It wasn't until I did my own inner work and learned how to mother myself that I felt the confidence that I knew how to, to love and mother someone else. It's interesting that you talked about that because I remember when I met my ex-husband in my 20s, I got married at 25. I got married very young 
And I remember thinking, I do not want children. It scared the hell out of me. Mm -hmm. Um, I I say, you know, similar to your stories, I didn't want to be a shitty mother. Right. So, you know, my mother wasn't perfect. She's still alive. Um, But, you know, she wasn't perfect. But I wanted to be, if I was going to be a mother and bring humans into this world, I thought I needed to be perfect, right? Exactly. And then we fall in love with either the person we're going to have the babies with or in your situation, his child. And, you know, it just seemed like a normal thing for me. And then you have this confidence and then your whole life changes when you have children. But I can really relate to that fear. Yes. Yes. And it was, you know, I look at any kind of fear that comes up for me or challenges as a light that's just going inside of me just to lighten up to show me what needs to be healed. Whenever I have a fearful moment or challenging moment, I treat it as if a light just comes inside me and points out an area that needs to be healed. And what I didn't know then was that I, what I fell in love with is the little girl inside of me because she connected to Danielle. And I don't think I've ever done that, Jody. It was Danielle that gave me the gift of connecting with my little five-year-old you know, who had a serious, serious mother wound. And um, I reconnected, we started playing together. And that's what woke up that whole belief that maybe I could do this. Right. And, um, you know, we went along the journey, uh, kind of long story short, I couldn't get pregnant. Um, We looked into, you know, we're very blessed to be able to look into surrogacy. Um, Even they couldn't get pregnant, two of them. And I was on a a very high dose, you know, fertility drug uh, program. Um, And I, there wasn't even a blip on the radar. It was just like, we were not meant to have children. Did you feel feel that? Because I know that you are a deep thinker. And did you think at that time, maybe the universe doesn't want me to have children and maybe this is it for me? No, I didn't. You know, you would think because I'm such a type A personality and I want to win. And I was so deeply immersed into being a mother and I loved him. And when I started, I mean, I was going in and out of hospitals and, and, you know, uh, went into a coma one time. I had nine different extractions almost back to back, which is unheard of. I should never have done that. And so I was getting sicker and sicker and sicker and our relationship started falling apart. And he asked me to quit, you know, because he didn't like what was happening to me, but I couldn't. Mm-hmm. So I begged, could we adopt? And, you know, his attitude changed very drastically. Mm-hmm. And I did too. I was a shell of myself. I got down wow. to like 90 pounds and I just couldn't let go. And, um, because you, know. you you wanted something so badly. You were not going to give up. You were not going to take no for an answer. Right. Exactly. And I couldn't even hear my inner voice because there were so many drugs involved with me, fertility drugs and everybody else. And all I could see and feel was me holding our child. So I, I'll I'll tell you when I gave up, which was not good. Um, He decided, came home one day after all of this, we've been trying for a couple of years. And he just said, listen, um, I want a divorce. I don't want to continue doing this. Um, I don't want to have somebody else's child. And he said, if you can't do it, then we need to get divorced. And I was like, oh, my God. 
And I remember begging him. This is the sad thing. Here I am, this television personality, having this, you know, everybody could look at me and say, oh, man, she's got it going. She has it she wants. And, you know, and that wasn't true. What was really going on inside of me? I didn't like myself. I felt unworthy. I felt shame that I couldn't bring a life into the world. And then I even felt more shame because I begged him to keep me and that I would give up my dream of being a mother. I was willing to do all of that for a man in my life. I'm going to just interrupt you for a second because I think so many women our age, and I'm going to talk about age for a second here, that women our age, we did behave like that. We did beg. We did we didn't feel we were worthy of some things and even something like that, that you couldn't control. And I think that's changed if, you know, as we've educated ourselves and educated the children that we brought into this world that I don't know if it's a generational thing. And I'd like to ask you about that, but I want you to finish telling me um, what happened during that process. You know, that's part of the, part of the deep inner healing I had to go through later because the reality was, Jody, I did not love myself. I did not think I was lovable. And how I did it, you know, my mom taught me that. My dad, I was very close to, which is why I was attached to men, right? But the more successful the man was, okay, I'm just going to tell you, I was married and divorced four times. Mm. And every man was very successful. And I thought, if he could love me, then I must be lovable because look who he is. It was never about look who I am. I I didn't have that. I had that limiting belief. I wasn't enough. Do you think that had something to do with the way you were brought up because you were so close to your, what your dad, your mom or everything? As I said, I was very close to my dad, Mm. you know, the message, but I kept marrying my mother. Me too. I kept marrying, you know, the person that would be the hardest on me or, you know, would dim my light. But I allowed it. Yes. So I did so much. So here I was, 39 years old. My husband is just, you know, ending our marriage in a very harsh way. I couldn't have a child. I, at that time, had stopped working for E. I was a full-time wife. And I couldn't see any hope. And I, I know the, the drugs were just riddled throughout my body. And I remember thinking, he went upstairs to his bedroom. And I remember I'm sitting in the media room and I had about, you know, six or seven bottles of medication. Mm. And I thought the best way for me to deal with this is to end my life. Oh. Now, I'm going to tell you something about suicide. <clears throat> People who attempt or do it, it's not because they want to end their life. What they want to do is end the pain. And I was in so much anguish, physically, mentally, emotionally. And, you know, I, I had a lot going on. I wasn't a depressed person. I wasn't, but it was an act that happened so quickly. So I swallowed over 200 pills and I just laid there on the sofa and I just thought, you know, I said the prayer. Um, now I lay me down to sleep. Pray the Lord my soul to keep. And if I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. And this is how serious it was for me. I was willing to end my life. I thought I was worth zero. Zero. And I'm telling you, 
there are a lot of people can have that. It can be a darkness of the soul. doesn't mean you have a mental illness or any of that stuff. It's just we can lose all hope for one reason or the other. And thank God I woke up. I, I don't know how I ended up upstairs in her bed, but I was literally throwing up and ended up in the hospital. They pumped my stomach in those days. And I remember I was still, I was still in a coma for about two days. And when I woke up, there was this lovely social worker sitting at the edge of my bed. And she said, um, you know, hello, Mrs. Ruther. Do you know why you're here? Mm. And I didn't remember. And I said, now why? And she goes, you tried to take your life less, you know, a couple of days ago. And I was like, what? Mm. And I was so shocked. Um, I couldn't believe it. And Steve wasn't even in the room. He didn't even come to the hospital. So it was me and God deciding right then and there, what's it going to be, Perry? What is your life worth? I gave you another chance. So what are you going to do with it? Right. And that's when, wow. that Every, Everything changed. Everything changed. Everything changed. And was the woman, you mentioned the social worker there. I was just wondering if she was a part of your life in, in, in the healing process. Um, she wasn't. There's kind of another little story. Um, before I got sick and I wasn't working, I one of my former bosses, his name was Byron Allen. He was doing a show called um, Every Woman. So he said, you know what, you need to get back to work. So he had me do an interview with uh, Maya Angelou. So I flew to uh, Carolinas and, and did this amazing interview with her. And she invited me and the crew to come back to her house and have lunch and she took my hand, Jody, and she said, why are you so sad? And I shared with her what happened. And she said, I'm going to tell you something. I don't think you're going to have children with this man. She goes, I don't believe your children want to come through him. And she said, and I hope you never stop doing what you're doing with interviewing people. She said, you have a gift and a voice for others who cannot speak. I so, truly, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so she was my mentor. Mm-hmm. I had the amazing ability, you know, back then, this was 90, oh my God, what was it, 98? And um, we stayed in touch and I, I called her and I told her what I did, which was not a very proud moment. Mm-hmm. And um, she just encouraged me to keep walking, keep walking, keep moving forward and keep healing. It's so hard to understand what we're going through in the moment. It's hard to, I'm sure looking back right now, you see it crystal clear. When we're in the moment, it's so hard for us to look at our lives, appreciate what we have. You know, so many people talk about being grateful every day. It's hard to always have that perspective. And that's why it's important to practice that gratitude because, you know, I remember when I had two miscarriages and feeling like I'll never have another child, but I did have one. So I was grateful for her. Um, But I think so many women can relate to what you went through, Perry. It's a dark, dark place. And I'm so happy that you came out of it. I'm so glad that you had the second chance, third, fourth, fifth chance to do this because uh, you do have a gift and you have a big heart. And I'm so glad that um, and appreciate your honesty and sharing this story because 
you know, as people looked at you in that life that you had with this man, you had everything, right? You had the home, the vacations, the clothes, the friends, everything that anybody could want, but you felt so alone, isolated, and sad, just sad. Yeah, it, it, it truly was a dark night of the soul. You know, I, I made a huge decision because I knew I needed help, but I knew I wasn't going to get it in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I needed to make a geographic move, which is part of the healing process. So I moved to Sun Valley, Idaho, where I've been. I didn't know many people here. Most of them knew Steve, but I did meet some amazing healers. You know, when you say when the, the student is ready, the teacher appears. So I had many that appeared and I did that inner work of like, why was I willing to throw away my life? Wow. There's some work there you need to do period. And um, I did that inner child work. I healed that little girl, you know, that was so wounded when she was five. My mom put a gun to my head and tried to kill me when she was five, when I was five years old, she went away to little institutions. So, all of the messaging for me, except my dad, was you are not lovable. You know, you, and she was jealous. It was this jealousy thing. And I remember thinking what that message was telling me, okay, don't shine your light so bright because people will want to kill you or people will not like you or people will judge you. So stay small, yes. stay small. And I think so many of us who have a bright light. I've dimmed my light my whole life for men, for friends, for family. I completely understand. I'm sure everybody who's listening has dimmed their light at some point. And it's so important that you feel worthwhile and that you don't need to dim your light because those people will come to you. The ones that like the shining bright light that you are Yes. Living in your truth, being your authentic self, you will attract those people that cheer you on and want you to keep brightening light higher, brighter, brighter, and brighter. And, you know, when you moved, did you feel that because you said you couldn't heal where you presently were, would you suggest to people that if they are in a certain place and need to move, do you feel that physical change was crucial in your growth? It really was for me. I I needed a big do-over. Now, I wasn't planning to be here 23 years. I was just going to take a year break, and I was still working on a television show, so they flew me in once a month. But I knew I needed to get out of the, you know, the whole L.A. scene and the whole Hollywood environment. I needed to be, you know, get dirty. I needed to go on hikes. I needed to really get grounded and start over. Right. You know, and really figure out, I mean, I didn't even know what kind of furniture I liked. I, I bought a house here and I thought, what is Perry like? Because I kept putting it up for vote. I kept putting my entire life up for vote. And I thought, no more. I'm going to make these decisions on my own and be guided. I also went back to, um, you know, I've always been a faith girl. So I went back for me to church. I got back into spirituality because that was my great source when I was a little girl. You know, to me, God was the man on the moon. Mm-hmm. And um, I went to, to, you know, church after I met this, this couple when my mom was put away. And they helped teach me some things. So that, that was something I held on to. 
And, um, you know, from a miracle of that and after healing some stuff and healing my little girl, feeling worthy and wonderful, I started the adoption process on my own. Wow. So I thought I could do it. Why do I need a man to help me do it? I could do it. And uh, but then I had another situation, met a wonderful man here. And, uh, you know, the first time we slept together, I got pregnant. Now, there, there you go. So now I wow. have two incredible, beautiful teenagers. Um, you know, I had naturally. Oh. So if I took my life, can you imagine my beautiful daughter and son not being on the planet? I love that. I love that. It's what Maya Angelou said to you that the choice, yes. right? Yes. Yes. Wow. I really do believe, you know, I, I've said this whole, my whole life that things do happen for a reason and we just have to count our blessings every single day for the things that are there instead of thinking, you know, I'm sure you've heard this, what's hap- it's not what's happening to you, it's happening, what's happening for you, right? Absolutely. You know, the universe conspires for us and um, I look at it as, 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 as this. So if you can just put yourself, just start with the thinking up here and that is we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Mm. This is earth school. So our souls came here to expand and to grow. So anything that you go through, experiences, challenges, whatever, those are all things to expand our growth. So that helped me do a reframe. Mm. Instead of like life just happens to me or blah, blah, blah. You (laughs) really are the architect of your life. And I didn't know that until later in life. And when we we come back from the break, we're going to be going to a break in about 10 seconds. And we're going to talk about how Perry now helps other women as they move into different chapters of their life. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. On Fearlessly Authentic, Jody talks about mental and physical well-being, and the key to both starts with proper nutrition. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan was created to help your body feel better. Whether your goal is to lose weight, gain muscle, or just feel lighter and more energetic, following this meal plan can help you get there. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a 21-day plan to help you learn the most important things about the food we eat and what foods are right for you based on your goals and activity level. The Jody Fit Jumpstart Meal Plan is a real plan for real life. This is not a diet, but a change in lifestyle. The plan is simple and easy for you to follow. In the 21-day plan, you will receive meal ideas, snack ideas, a grocery list, and a 21-day journal crucial to your success with inspirational quotes to keep you motivated and keep track of your progress. The key to success is commitment, consistency, and willpower. Be fearless and trust the journey. Go to JodyFit.com to purchase the JodyFit meal plan now and use the promo code PODCAST to get 25% off. 
You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Fearlessly Authentic with Jody Harrison Bauer. We'd love to hear from you with any questions or comments you may have. Send an email to info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. That's info at jodyharrisonbauer.com. Now, back to Fearlessly Authentic. Welcome back, everybody. I am with my guest today, Perry Jones Grossman, who has shared a lot of uh, the deep, the dark times that she's gone through with infertility and divorce and suicide attempt and coming out beautifully with a wonderful man, two children that no problem. You slept with him the first time and boom, you're pregnant. It was like, yes, you had been like, your body had been cleared of all that negativity, right? And to welcome this child into your life. Absolutely. And you know, I didn't say this, but the man that I was married to at the time died five years later. Oh, I'm sorry. So I would have been, and we actually made up and forgave each other. Um, And my children met him. And um, so it was a full circle. And, um, you know, the, the karma is done with us. And he brought me to Sun Valley and he introduced me to his daughter. And now I live in Sun Valley and I have two amazing kids because of what he gave me. And those are the reframes, you know, the power of forgiveness is so, so, so important because it's not just us, it's the other person, but how can you heal that so you can move forward in your life? Absolutely. Um, I just wanted to share that part of it too. No, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, and the, the message I'm getting loud and clear, and I want everybody to hear this really loud and clear, is that you are you are enough. You are worthwhile. You are enough, right? Absolutely. And, you know, I don't know if people know what to do. I call them gremlins. You yes. know, we have these gremlins that says, you're not lovable. Who do you think you are? You want to do that? Are you crazy? You don't have the time or the money or you're not worthy. You don't have credentials. You didn't go to school. You know, your friends are going to think that you're, you know, just an uh, imposter, um, I mean, those are all, those are just some of my grounds. Right. Right. <laughs> right. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that can, that can relate, particularly women. But, you know, I, I said to you, I said, look, this is a man's world, but it's a woman's universe. And I yes. think what I would tell women, particularly men too, but primarily women, you are the architect of your life. You create your life. I have clients come in and they'll tell me, oh, my life is this and that, and it's terrible, and it's blah, 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 you know, for 15 minutes. And at the end, I look at them and I said, why did you create that? It's like, what? I said, you created that. Sure, shit happens. It's never the issue. It's how you handle the issue. So I love that. Please say it again. It's never the issue. It's how you handle the issue. Because none of us are going to not have challenges happen to us and tests and soul's growth curriculum, 
like I talked about. So the best thing you can do is come up with some tools. Like when these gremlins come in and, you know, get yourself a piece of paper. I'm just going to share some things for you guys, some tips here. So when a gremlin comes and hits me and it's like, you know, really loud in my ear, first thing you do is you don't cram them down and say, oh, I'm not listening, I'm not listening, la, 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 You know, give them the space, say, look, you got five seconds to tell me everything you want to tell me because it's your ego. Your ego is trying to protect you. Yes. So it's like, remember we did this, we failed. So I'm trying to keep you from doing that. So sit, get a piece of paper down, write out all of your perceptions. It's perception checking. And write all your limiting beliefs down, okay? Then ask yourself, number one, when did I first believe them and feel them? When did that message become true for me? How old were you? Who told you that message? When did you start believing it? Nine times out of 10, Jody, you're going to go back to childhood. Yes. You know, less than 10 years old. Someone's going to have said something to you. That Because we're born glorious and bright and wonderful and alive. And then people, situations start coming into us, right? So list each one, each limiting belief, the I'm not worthy one. Who told you that? Why are you believing that? How old were you? And do some inner child work. Simple step. Take if Once you figure out, like I heard that message when I was five. The gun to the head pretty much nailed that for me. So... I took a little picture of myself when I was five years old, who was so cute, so adorable, so innocent. And I put her right on my desk and I started having conversations with her. So when that gremlin voice came up, I'd look at her and I'd say, you know what, honey, you are worthy. I became the parent to her. You are worthy. Mama does love you. You are amazing. You know, the, the, just you just lavish on her lap because you're saying that's not true. The truth is I'm very worthy. I'm very capable. I'm very, you know, so doing just that little bit of work will help you take a beat and just say, wait, where is this coming from? That's not true. And I'm going to stop it. I, so I you can stop it when you clear it. Yeah. I completely agree with you when we, you know, we have so many, um, limiting beliefs that really stop us from moving forward to finding the joy, the happiness, the love, everything, the success, whatever it is that we're dreaming about. And I love that you have um, a visual Mm -hmm. because I don't know if it's like this with everybody, if it's like this with you, but I need visuals to help keep focused because if I just dream it in my head, I can't always picture it, but having that picture of a five-year-old or under 10 years old, because you're correct, all of the, everything gets screwed up. We're born pure, right? Mm-hmm. right. And with, with, we could do anything, but looking at that little child and saying all those loving and lovely things. Yes. Wow. How long did that take you to actually look at that photo? And did you do this every single day when you felt like, yes. I really did. And you know, Mm -hmm. it's not, it doesn't have to take a lot of time. I mean, I went to school, I went back to school in my fifties to get my, um, you know, master's in spiritual psychology. So I learned a lot of these tools there, but it doesn't have to take a long time. You know, you just make a commitment of a certain amount of time, or it just becomes a practice. It's like brushing your teeth. Whenever you get a limiting belief, And how you know it's a limiting belief is how does it make you feel? 
Do you feel empowered, loved, or do you feel like shit? Do you feel like you want to play small, like you want to go hide, you know, or someone brings an opportunity to you and you go, oh, no, 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 I can't do that. That's a gremlin. Mm. So you stop and you go, wait a minute, why am I saying that? That's not true because the truth is blah, blah, blah. And then I go back and have conversations with that little girl and I mother her and I tell her, you know, because then we don't look out to outside sources. We have all the answers within us. They are there. It's just uh, who are you going to give voice to empowered? Yeah, that's such a great point because you even mentioned you were you were in your past life, you were asking other people yeah. like, what they thought, what they yeah. thought. And then here you are in your own home, and you're like, whoa, okay, furniture. Hmm. I don't know. You know, I'm watching my youngest daughter who's in a studio apartment now after a breakup and she's like, uh, she's 28. She's like, I don't know what my taste is. I'm like, well, there you go. Yes. You, get, you get to figure it out now. Yay. At 28 instead of yes. at 45 or 55. Oh, right. Absolutely. And, you know, we, as women, we do it in relationships. We give our power away, you know, to men when that's not who we should be. That's not who we are. And once you realize, okay, I'm going to talk a little bit about the masculine and feminine too. Yes. You know, when I was building my career, and, and even now, I, you know, I used to be really into my male. I would just be balls out, you know, goal oriented. This is what I'm doing. I was just like this, you know, just, I don't know, whirling dervish of, of testosterone. <laughs> and um, Right. But, you, led, uh, you led with your masculine energy I instead did. of your feminine energy. Yes. Right. And a lot of women do that because we think that's what we're supposed to do. That's what men do. That's, well, you're just getting into, you know, letting, being powerful in the world. You go up a step in the spiritual world and be, you know, the best female in, in our spirituality. Then it's the universe. So what is the universe telling us? We are feminine beings having a divine experience. Femininity is extremely powerful. It's the nurturing, it's the receiving, it's sitting back. So I would even say this here to your listeners, even about dating, you know, when you're in your female and that powerful divine energy, you are a receptacle of receiving, right? So I tell some of my younger clients, don't go out after a guy. Don't you be the first one reaching out to him. I said, stop, just receive, and I have a lot of female friends who, you know, are CEOs and they're so used to giving, 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 giving. Mm-hmm. It's like crazy how much we give to be loved, to be mm-hmm. liked, instead of sitting in your power and going, I am lovable. I'm going to receive and try it for a month. Just try it for a month where it's an exercise where all you do is receive. There's no giving. And I, I, yeah, I, anything. it's, it's. A beautiful place to be. I remember when I was dating and I wanted to be the hunter. I was so yes. used to using that masculine energy. I'm always. And mm-hmm. I remember I met somebody. I went on vacation by myself and somebody said to me, um, you need to stop. It was some, I was I like the oldest person. I was turning 45 and I went away to, I don't remember. It was one of those Cirque du Soleil places, not Cirque yes. du Soleil, but it was I can't remember. Club Med. That's what it was. Club Med. Oh, right. So everybody was in their 30s. And uh, somebody said to me, stop hunting. You need to be the hunted. And I'm like, 
I'll never forget that. That was almost, you know, 20 years ago. And I think that's what you're talking about, right? Absolutely. And it's not just with men. You know, how many of you have friends that you're constantly being the one giving to them? You're constantly the one calling them, hey, do you want to do something? Do you blah, blah, blah. Stop it. If that person is not reciprocating, stop it. You're putting good after bad. No, there's, you've got to make room for the experiences and the people that are not toxic and who love you and who see you and who want to give to you. It's got to be reciprocated, you know, and, and I just don't spend any more time trying to convince somebody that I'm lovable, I'm smart, I can help them in their life. I don't do that anymore. I just sit and I, I stand, sit in my power and stand in my power of, I know who I am. I know what my purpose in the world is. You know, and by the way, there isn't just one purpose. As you get older, there's like a million different purposes, but in this moment. And there's, there's one of the things, I know we talked about this yesterday. What do you do with triggers? So what happens if you're talking to somebody and they're, you know, talking about, I don't know, something that they got a great job or they got a great relationship and you get those monsters of, you know, jealousy, envy, and you feel badly and all of that, right? So when triggers hit, ask yourself, is this coming from me or the other person? Because sometimes it can be another person who's putting you down. If that's the case, you walk away. You don't need to get mad. You don't need to just say, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. But if it's, let's say we get a little jealousy thing and we're trying to smile. Oh, that's really great. Really happy for you. You know, what do you do with that? And I learned this from uh, a book coach that I had that I love this phrase because it happens to me too. I want to be a certain place and somebody else is there and, you know, I'm loving it, but I still have that jealousy gremlin. So the phrase to say to someone or even within yourself is, I am one with that. Mm. You know what? Good on her. Good on him. They're tearing it up. They're doing something really great. Instead of letting the gremlin of jealousy and envy come in and and turn your light off and, oh, my God, I'm so stupid. Who am I? And give up. No. Just go, you know what? I'm getting there. I am one with that. That's and I'm sure it works. Oh, I love that. I think it's beautiful because it's it's cheering that other person on, which is what you really want to do. If that person yes. is a friend in your life, you really want to cheer them on. But you're like, oh, that oh, that yeah. gremlin keeps going yes. to your gut, right? And punching you right. in the gut. Right. But if you if you stay above it, then you could actually be, be sincerely happy for that person yes. and then know that you're going to progress along as well. Well, you, you invite yourself to be a part of it, mm. to be a part of the success. When you say, I am one with that, you're saying to the universe, I want that and I know I can and I will. And it's, it's so much more nurturing. And that's in your feminine. That's your feminine. The jealousy thing where you walk away and go, oh, you know, screw them, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure they just got it on, you know, someone paid them, you know, blah, blah. <laughs> that's your total maleness. We don't want to live there. We want to live in the light and in the positive. Um, and also what I did is a little trick is when a, a trigger happens, I try to envision myself. I pull my body out and I go to the ceiling and I look down as to what's happening just to get a different perspective. So I'm not in it. I'm like, what's going on here? You know, check in. Like, you know, what are they telling you? Is it true? And you uninvite them. There's a, there's a great book, I don't know if you've read, uh, with Elizabeth Gilbert. It's called Big Magic. 
And she said, you know, she gets gremlins still too. She's in the car and she's driving to someplace and the gremlins go, what are you doing? Nobody's going to want your third book. You know, it sucks. You had, you're a one hit wonder. And she says, I give them five seconds. Mm-hmm. Say whatever they want to say. She goes, then I throw them in the back seat and then I throw them out the car. Go, we're done. We have the power to do that. It's in our brains. Our thoughts become our words, become our actions. And it's just as easy to have a positive thought than a negative thought. So if you go into a negative thought, just sit there and go, ah, this is happening, a gremlin. No, I'm going to turn it around and reframe it and make it a positive. This is such great advice that if somebody could just sit still with themselves with that thought and go to the places where you are suggesting to go, that it is so easy to change everything. But why is it so hard for people to change like that, Perry? Because everything you're suggesting totally makes sense. And everybody listening says, okay, I'm going to do that. But then something triggers and you can't go there. It's our belief systems, you know, and it's in people. How many of you guys really know what you believe? You know, that's another exercise is take out a piece of paper paper and say, what are my beliefs? What are they generally and then personally? And look at them and say, are they serving me? Are they getting me to that next chapter? Are they getting me, moving me into healing? If they're not, you put a big check mark to the ones that are still triggering you. You know, and I said before, go back and figure out where did you first hear, hear that message? You know, is it mom, dad, uncle, blah, 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 friend, whatever. And then come back and say, yeah, but it's not true. It's not serving me. Our brains are wired to take in the negative. You know, we believe, we want to believe and hear. It's like sensationalism sells, mm-hmm. right? We, we have news programs that's about the negative. There was a, a network that tried to launch that was nothing but good news. Great stories. It lasted two months. Yeah. And you think about a lot of things that go viral and it's usually something a little negative that means on the negative side. Right. And, uh, you know, and it doesn't have to be that. I I prefer, I've been in that negative world and I'm sure that you have been too and crawling out of it. And it's so much easier to breathe outside of that hole. Absolutely. And you've got to protect your vessel. What I mean by that is, I really watch what I'm consuming. What am I listening to? What am I watching? What am I reading? If it's not edifying to the growth of my spirit, it's out. I won't do it. Um, If there's people in my life who are toxic or they're saying toxic things to me, I choose to let go of those friendships too because you've got to clear space for the good to come in, for the positive ones to come in. You know, always look up to people that you can, that want to mentor you. You know, look up to them. What are they doing? What are they saying? What are they believing? You know, follow that because everybody deserves to live the life that they were meant to be, who they were meant to be. And we just forgot. Who am and, I? And as women, we, we tend to fall into, as you mentioned before, leading with that masculine energy, which gets us to a place where we really, quote unquote, shouldn't be. If we, if we do like really lead with our feminine energy 
I think that could change our mindset and really see everything more beautifully and live a more authentic life. Right. And you just have to test it. You yeah. know, it's like a muscle. Yes. Um, yes. I had a friend of mine who you know, had a lot of money. She was known as a philanthropist and she just got tired of people friending her because she had money uh, or because they asked her for something she'd always give. And I said, ah, so you're showing that money is who you are. Mm-hmm. I said, is that all who you are? She's like, no. She, and I go, why can't you say no? She goes, because then I won't feel loved. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, so we're going to do this exercise for a month. The answer is no. For everything, anything, even from her kids. And she was like, oh, my God, I don't know if I can do this. I can't do that. You know? And then she, we got back together. She goes, oh, my God, I'm doing this. And she goes, I feel so free. I feel like a two-year-old. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know? And she said, but she honored herself. She was giving to herself. And her femininity and her nurturing came in. Her receiving came in. People started coming and giving in to her. And she said, I'm really having a hard time to come out and say yes again. I go, that's okay. You've been saying yes to everybody else for so many years. How great is it for you to say yes to yourself first? And and you just empowered her with that ability to say no. And that female, that feminine empowerment, which we all want, but sometimes we don't know how to get there. And in your book, that is now an Amazon bestseller. Congratulations. Um, we, no, I've got it next to me. <laughs> it's, it's just beautiful. It's beautiful. We have four minutes. I just want to touch upon what the book was about and, um, and, and give you the title, give everybody the title of it. Oh, thank you, sweetie. It's called Conversations with Perry. It's basically 30 stories of people who reinvented themselves. And I did an interview series uh, because I'm a writer also with uh, Thrive Global Authority magazine. And the topic was how you reinvented your your life. And so we got over 800 stories. And one day I got COVID, very sick last March, went into a kind of just depressed state of mind, feeling terrible. So I pulled up my laptop and I started reading all of these stories. And um, I felt so much better. I literally for eight hours, Jody, eight hours, I was just consuming these positive stories. Wow. I started feeling better and vibrant again. And I thought, you know what, let's make a book. So I chose 30 people. And we created this book and it launched uh, last week and it's already become a bestseller. But there's some amazing stories of people, everyday people of how they had some negative things, some bad things and how they recreated their lives. And they don't just say, okay, here I was nobody and and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm CEO of a billion dollar company. I made them share how. What was your limiting belief that you had to get over? There's a 95-year-old in this book who recreated her life at 95 years old. She's a huge Instagram star, you know, over 200,000 people. And it's all about she wanted to be the best grandmother to people who didn't have great families. Mm. And it's, you know, but if if anybody wants it, and I wanted to give your audience a couple free gifts. So. If people go to my website, which is Perry Jones Grossman, P-I-R-I-E, jonesgrossman.com, you can order the book there on Amazon. And then if you go to the part on my website that says free gifts, um, your viewers can have a whole PDF on talking about secrets, letting secrets go, because that was something I, I wanted to mention here. 
letting go of secrets is very powerful. And then the second thing is I took my camera and I took pictures all in beautiful Sun Valley, Idaho with nature, which is my source. And I put in some beautiful quotes for people to read and have and just remember who they are and just stay inspired in their lives. Thank you. Thank you. So we're going to leave that. We're going to have that on, um, on, on the intro also, how to get the book. And the last question I have for you, we have one minute. Tell me what fearlessly authentic means to you. Just going for it, healing all of those, you know, when I talked about limiting beliefs, society, you letting go of secrets. Um, you know, I didn't tell my suicide attempt story until two, about two years ago. And, you know, it happened 20 years ago because I was afraid that I was going to be judged. Once you fearlessly tell your truth, who you are and live it is when you have such a great opportunity to create that dream life of who you are. And that's what I think people need to do. Step out in faith, show who you are. The world needs you. None of us are supposed to be the same. How boring would that be? So be yourself. That's definitely. I love that. Thank you. Thank you so much, Perry Jones Grossman, for being on the show and sharing all your stories and being fearlessly authentic. I really appreciate it. You are a gem. Thank you very, very much. And thank you all for listening again to Fearlessly Authentic. Go out there, be empowered and inspire others so they can live a fearlessly authentic life. And I will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Fearlessly Authentic. Please listen again next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Jody Harrison Bauer, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and unlock the keys to a more powerful you.